What's next week? Can anybody tell me what next week is? Easter. Easter. You guys hopefully been out inviting, Facebooking, Twittering, uh, tweeting, excuse me, and uh, said that wrong, and... <laughs> And uh, in getting, getting your invitations out and inviting people for next week, all right? Uh, we're going to have a great time together as we do every Sunday. And, uh, and so don't forget, don't forget. Also, want to remind you, if you are, haven't gotten uh, connected with Church on the Move and you'd like to, you, you're, you, it's like, man, I've been hanging out here and I like these folks and I'd like to, I'd like to get connected more. Uh, our growth track is a perfect place to do that, and today we'll have e- be having step two for that at 11.30. If you have children, we'll care for your children. We'll even feed you lunch. How's that? All right? And so be a part of that. Um, today, I'm going to continue on in a series that I started uh, last week that uh, I believe is just timely, just timely for so many people's lives. And uh, I want to I get back to that. Let's bring up uh, that first uh, slide. Uh, how to have, or how to get through a a bad day? No, no, no. <laughs> how to get through a bad day? We we'll get there. And uh, some of some of you are going through a bad day right now, and uh, struggling in a very very uh, real way, and it's real to you. And, and I, I don't want to make light in, of, of what you're going through. I've had some bad days. And, and you know, we have different seasons in life. Uh, you'll have a season where it just seems like you're cruising. No speed bumps. Hate speed bumps. Don't you hate speed bumps? When you hit speed bumps, everything shakes. And, uh, and, and I just, it's like, ah, speed bump. And, and especially when you have it in life, you have some speed bumps in life. And some of you, it's more than speed bumps. Uh, it's, it's huge, and I don't want to make light of any of that as I talk about what I talk, I'm going to talk about today. I, I, I understand it's easier said than done when you're going through difficult times. And I also understand that you have an enemy out there that is out for your destruction. And uh, daily, he's out to cause your life to be everything but God's uh, best in, in, in your life. And he's trying to destroy anything and everything that resembles God. And I understand all that. And so, but I want you to capture the heart of this. And I, I really believe with all my heart, if you'll live this, these truths out today, that it will, it will help you to get through a bad day, whatever your bad day may be. Okay? So let's start out with John chapter 10, verse 10. And, uh, and I'm reading this out of the Amplified Bible. I love the way that it, it, it brings it uh, to light. I love that how it, it, it expresses it. And I believe it's true that it really uh, reflects the rest of the scripture. And it says the thief comes, not that part, but he does come. And, and, and maybe he's come to your house. But the thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. He's out for your destruction. He's out to destroy you. He's out to destroy anything. Anything that he can find that he can destroy, he's a, that's, that's his mission. You know, we all have a mission uh, that's been given to us by God uh, to fulfill here on this earth. And, and this is not a mission that God gave him. This is a mission that, he's, uh, that the devil's uh, embraced and uh, t- decided that he's going to take on because he hates God. 
the, the feeling's mutual. <laughs> God doesn't like him either. And so, uh, but and he's out to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said this. He says, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. I'm here to tell you in the middle of a bad day, you can still have an overflowing, joyous life no matter what you're going through. You can be struggling. You can be in the middle of a storm. You can be going through a lot of stuff, and God will still show up and wants to show up in your life. And, uh, and so I want you to be encouraged in that because I see a lot of Christians. Here's what I see in a lot of Christians' life. Uh, they go with the flow of the circumstances that's taking place in their life. If their circumstances are favorable to them, then you see that they're full of joy. If, they are, if their circumstances are opposing them, uh, then you see them go on into a slump in their life and they really get depressed and, or discouraged. And, and discouraging things will come, but I'm here to tell you, you can be an up person in a down world. You can be an up person in, in, in a positive person, person in a negative uh, world. And so God wants to help us do that. Jesus, I don't believe that he came and, and paid the price that he, he paid so that we could just uh, uh, experience life uh, in abundance just periodically in life. I believe that it's supposed to be a continuous thing in our life. And I, I understand. I understand the, uh, where you're at. I understand that you're in the middle of possibly a relationship that your marriage is maybe uh, uh, is struggling or whatever. I, I understand that maybe financially it's like you, you can't see any daylight. It's like I'm never going to get through this. I understand that maybe you've gotten a bad report physically. And that uh, physically you're, you've been told that maybe you have uh, a short time to live. I don't know. It could be that critical. But I'm here to tell you uh, that there's not anything impossible to those that believe, and there's not anything impossible f- for God. And God, a matter of fact, in the, in the midst of impossibilities, he can, he can turn it and change it for, you, uh, for your benefit. Okay? So we're going to talk about how to, have, how to have or how to live through a bad day. And uh, a matter of fact, I want to take you to Hebrews chapter 12, and I, I read this last week. And I'm going to read it today, and I'm probably going to read it uh, next week on, on Easter weekend, because it's just such a powerful scripture. And it says, it says in verse 1, it says, Therefore we also, since we, have, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Now I said this last week, I want to say it again, that a weight can be your circumstances. A weight can be your bad day. Uh, your weight can be the things that you're going through, the, the crud that you're going through in life. That can be a weight, and it weighs you down. And, and honestly, if you give in to it, it can invite a, a, a demonic spirit to come into your life. And, and the Bible calls it a, a spirit of heaviness. That there can be a spirit of heaviness that could come upon you that will, that will throw you into a place of depression. And cause you to be depressed. And there's a lot of people that struggle with depression don't even realize that it's a spirit that's attached to that depression that they need to take authority over and start applying the Word of God in their life and start living this abundant abundant life that God's provided. Okay? So it says, let us lay aside. And that, that tells me that the responsibility lies on me. 
that it's not God's responsibility? Why are we calling out, God, why is this happening to you? He says, you lay it aside. Your circumstances will change. Amen. They will change. Amen. And you, 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 with God, there's not anything to, impossible. So it says, lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily ensnares. Before, before you know it, it captivates you. It gets hold of you. And it binds you and it holds you back from what God has for you. So it says, every, every weight and every sin that so easily ensnares, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. How? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. It's interesting that Pastor Bobby mentioned shame today as he was exhorting. Despising, he took shame upon him so that we don't have to. He knows, he knew that we were going to do some shameful things that we needed redeemed from. Thank God Jesus took all of our shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3, consider the life of the one who endured such personal attacks and hostility from sinners. Consider, consider it all in comparison to your trials, your circumstances, what you're going through, your issues, your bad day. Consider it in comparison. There is no comparison. None. And it says, so that you will not grow weary or discouraged or lose heart. Because when we lose heart, when we detach ourselves from God, we've detached ourselves from our miracle. And so we need to stay connected with God. I want to I talk to you out of Hebrews chapter 12 once again today in the time that we have this morning to encourage you. Because if you're not in the middle of a bad day, I'm going to tell you you're going to face some. Because we have seasons of life where we have things that are going well, and then we'll have some things that are opposing us in life. And whether you're in a great place right now or whether you're not, at some point we all are going to need what Scripture points out that we need. And we're instructed here to do some certain things. And I think that it will help us all. Are you with me thus far? So I want to talk to you today, and I've entitled this message, and I honestly, I borrowed this title from a women's conference that some of our ladies went to. Not, uh, it was about a year and a half ago, May 2015, I believe it was. And, and here's the title of today's message. Worst day, best day, same day. We can, we can have... A, we can have the best day in our worst day on the same day. And that's what I want all of us to get hold of, is that we can have this, this, this great day today. And so Hebrews chapter 12 tells us, I believe, that's one of the keys to that, that is this. Number one, first of all, we need to look, we need to look for Jesus in every day. We need to look for him in every day. I'm here to tell you that Jesus is present right now. He's here in your day. In your worst of day, he's with you. Too often we don't look for Jesus because we're too busy looking at our problem. We're too busy and we're too focused in on, on our problem rather than the one that can resolve that problem. And so we need to look for Jesus in our day. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. 
That tells me our focus needs to be on Jesus. Where are you, Jesus? Where are you in this day? What is it that you want to do in the midst of these circumstances? He's, he's an expert. I'm, I was just thinking about how the disciples, uh, one time he was, they were, uh, Jesus was with his disciples and, and Jesus was taking a nap. He was just all, all napping and then big old storm came, came about in, in the, in, in, in that, uh, during that time and, and uh, his disciples went and woke him up. Jesus, wake up. Wake up. Don't you care? Don't you care that we're about, to, we're about to drown? Don't you care about what's going on? And Jesus, man, he looks at them and he, he rebuked them because of their unbelief. And then he stood up and he said, peace be still. Thank God that they did look, for, look to Jesus. They were a little critical of him, but how many times have we gotten critical of Jesus in the middle of our circumstances? Don't you care? Absolutely he cares. But he's waiting on us. He's saying, take your place in me. I've paid the price. I've given you authority. Go ahead and stand up. Rebuke the storm yourself and watch it come down. Because if I be for you, who could be against you? I, 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 you know, if I'm with you, you're the majority. Isn't that right? I don't care if it's just you and Jesus. And if the whole world's opposing you, you're still the majority. And so we need to understand that Jesus is in your every day. No matter how many engines you blow. No matter, no, no matter what's going on in life. I'm picking on somebody. Some of you don't know. Some of you do know. We need to focus on him and the faith that he gives us to overcome. The author and the finisher of our faith. Um, I was thinking about this. The children of Israel, when God brought them to the very edge of, of their promise. I mean, it was there for them for the taking. And they saw, they saw these giants. And, and as a result, they never did enter into the promise that they had because of the giants that they saw. And here's, here's the problem is their focus was on the wrong, wrong, wrong thing. Their focus was on the wrong thing. And I can't, you know, they, they should have focused on God and who he was and who he wants to be. And I can't tell you how many times that happens. It's just, it's just uh, unbelievable how I many. I, I, you know, I, I speak with people, I minister to people, love, and I know we do that as a body. Uh, I've empowered our church to, to minister and to, to pray for people and to, uh, uh, to be used by God in people's lives. So I don't do, uh, you know, a lot of counseling because it's done through our small groups, our small group leaders. It's done through the, uh, our, our body. It's, and that's how it's supposed to be done. I'm to equip people for the works of the ministry. And so I equip our, I equip our church that way. But when I do, there's times where I'll, I'll, I'll try to refocus them off of their problem and on to Jesus, that Jesus is in their day. I cannot tell you how many times I get resisted in the midst of that. But, but stink, right? Need to get rid of the buts. 
And, and just understand that Jesus is the one that can settle whatever. And your circumstance is no different than somebody else's. Somebody's been through what you've been through. And somebody has gotten through successfully because they focused on Jesus. And so if it happened for them, it can happen for you. And, and I was thinking about this. I was thinking about a couple that I, I felt like the Lord had spoken to me because they had had a number of different bad days within a season of time. And understand this, the devil cannot be everywhere at one time like God. God is everywhere. He, he occupies, he occupies uh, everything. I mean, he's here all the time. You understand what I'm saying? The devil's not. He, he can't be all present everywhere. And so when he attacks, he usually attacks, and he's constantly pounding on you. And so you'll see a season of one thing after another, after another, after another. And, you know, you've heard the term, when it rains, it And you've heard that term. And it's probably come from that, that whole thought, is that it just seems like there's so many things coming at me at one time. Well, I, I, I saw this happening with this couple. And... Uh, and I felt, when I was praying, I just felt like I was supposed to pull them in and, and encourage them to focus on Jesus. And I pulled them in one, one day, and I began to encourage them. And before I, got, before I even really got started, uh, one of the people, there was part of our, our team, and one of the people says, I'm, I'm, I'm just done. I'm quitting. I'm quitting. I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit serving. And I was going, no, no, no. I, I mean, you can, do, you can take a break. That's fine. I, I understand that. But, but d- don't quit. And I said, you know, there's something deeper rooted. And that individual told me that morning uh, they got upset at their, uh, their spouse. Uh, then they, at this point, they, they were in tears crying. And then a little later during the service, they were... Uh, Joy filled. I mean, so they were all over the charts emotionally. It's like, whoo, 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 you know. Some of you know that because you're there. And and so I said, listen. I said, there's something deeper rooted that needs to be addressed here, and I really, I really want to help you with that. They got offended at me, and I felt like the spirit of God had spoken to me to bring them in. It was prompted by me. And they got offended at me. Left the church. And, and I'm still praying for them to this day. And they've been gone for a long, long time. I pray for them every day. Because I know that hurting people get hurt and hurting people hurt. And I know they're walking around with some wounds that need to be healed. And the only one that can reach into the depths of our our pain is Jesus Christ himself. Doesn't make them bad people. Understand that. Listen, we probably all uh, can identify what I just shared. That we're so consumed with our problem that we don't see Jesus. We're so focused in on our problem that we we just, Jesus is a blur in our life. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus is in every day of our lives. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, it says, what, what then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who could be against us? 
He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? I mean, he's with us. And so that's the first thing that I see out of Hebrews chapter 12. Second thing, it says in verse 2, Hebrews 12, 2, it says, Who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. Endured the cross. The second thing we need to look for in our focus, we need to focus. Remember, he says, he says focus. We need to look for joy in every day. You might think, man, there's not anything to be joyful about. But I'm here to tell you, there's something to be joyful about. If nothing else, God be for us, who could be against us? You better, you better be rejoiced. If nothing else, you know, that, you know that God is in that day of trouble with you. That you're not going through this alone. That you're not by yourself. That he has your back. That you're not, you're not, you're not having to deal with it by yourself. If nothing else, you can be joyful about that. But we can have joy. We need to look for joy. We have too many people walking around taking drugs because of depression. I just, we do not need to be dependent on any kind of substance in our life. I mean it. And so uh, it, says, it says that we need to understand that Jesus was able to endure what he endured because of the joy that was set before him. And so can we. Matter of fact, Scripture tells us we need to count it all joy. James chapter uh, 1, verse 2 through 4, it says, Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And then it goes on to say, Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Lacking nothing. You might think, well, I've got lack. Listen, not when you got God. He's all-sufficient. If you haven't heard, he's, he's all-sufficient. There is no lack in him. And once again, if he be for you, who could be against you? So if you've got God, you're lacking nothing. But the thing is, you need to see that you've got God. Amen? And you need to start rejoicing in the middle of your trial. Thank God I'm more than a conqueror and I'm not being conquered. Thank God that I'm the head and not the tail. Thank God that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get through this. What was that quote that you told us this morning, Vicki? If you're walking through hell, just keep going. She quoted that in our small group this morning, our pastor's small group. Isn't that good? And so maybe you're right in the middle of hell. Just keep walking. You'll get through it. Amen. Romans 8.18, For I considered that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. You know, many of you know that um, my mother had, uh, had a bad day. And, uh, and still having to address some issues in her life. And, and, uh, so, but she had a bad day and she was in the hospital for six days and and uh, and so during those six days, uh, you know, I, I watched her. I was with her, uh, and and I was watched her. And man, every nurse that came in, she was uh, or any person, you know, Jesus. Let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about my church, Church on the Move. This is my this is my son, Pastor. This is my pastor son. However, however it came out is who I was at that point. And so and she would introduce me and. 
And, uh, and then there was, there was a, one of the nurses that she had uh, spoken to and witnessed to, and, and, uh, and, and that nurse uh, was not a believer, uh, and that nurse came back to my mother and says, uh, and asked her, to pray with him to receive Jesus Christ, and she able she was able she was able she was able to lead somebody to Jesus while she was in there. Isn't that cool? I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people that don't position themselves to be used by God in the middle of their bad day because they're too focused in on their on their problem, and as a result, they're not full of joy. They're full of depression. They're full of discouragement. They're full of disgust or whatever the case may be. And again, I'm not, hear my heart. I'm not making light of your situation because I know that some of you are going through some real, real struggles and issues right now. I understand that. And so I feel you. I'm with you. Been there, done that. Okay? I understand. But you can get through it. You need to keep the right attitude. And that attitude is an attitude of gratitude with joy in your heart. Joy coming out of your mouth. Joy uh, coming out of your, 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 your whole being. And as you do, you'll see victory in your life. Let me give you a quote uh, or something that I, I, I want to share with you today. And it's this. Every day, every day may not be... It may not be good, but there's always something good in every day. Amen. Let me say it again. Every day may not be good, but there is something good in every day. Amen? Amen. Let me give you my last closing thought here. Worst day, best day, same day. You can have that. The third thing I want to share with you that you need to be looking for and focusing on is this. Look for the win in every day. I'm here to tell you, I don't care if you've taken one step in that day, that's a win. If you got up, that's a win. If you're alive, that's a win. But most importantly, if you're his, that's definitely a win. There's many things that we can, we can rejoice in and, 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 and have victory in. And, and, and one of the things that I know that God leads in steps, and, and the, the, the more steps that you take, the more progress that you're going to make. And, and, and before you know it, you've gained ground. Before you know it, you've gone through hell, and you've gotten beyond it. Amen? Amen. And so Hebrews says it this way. It says, consider the life of the one, Hebrews 12, 3, consider the life of the one who endured such personal attacks. And, and really, it's not the attacks that I want you to focus on, even though all of us have those personal attacks. But I want you to focus in on the one that went through those. Guess what? He eventually won. He was raised from the dead. That's what we're uh, going to be celebrating next week is that Jesus raised from the dead and when he raised from the dead so did we Amen. when he died we died in our old ways in our sins when he was buried in that we were buried and when he rose from the, the grave so did we in Jesus Christ and so you and I have been raised into victory We've been raised into success. We've been raised into health. We've been raised into all the good that God's provided through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And so we win. And I'm here to tell you that your greatest battle can be your greatest day. In the middle of your greatest battle, you can have 
to, it can turn out to be the greatest day. I, when, I, when I was going, you know, some of you know my story, and I, I don't have time to get into it in detail, but, but uh, years ago, 30 uh, some odd years ago, about 30 years ago, uh, 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 I was married, and uh, my, my wife at that time uh, decided to pull out. I'd just gotten born again, hadn't been born again long, and she decided to pull out and uh, didn't want to be married. And, uh, and it, it, was, it was one of the worst days, if not the worst time in my, in my life. And uh, during that period, and, I'm, and what I'm talking about was a season, because it wasn't only her uh, leaving uh, and, 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 and moving away, she was wanting to take my son, and I just, uh, and I'm not talking about moving away uh, out of town, just moving uh, from our marriage, and she wanted to take my son, and I, and I knew she wasn't living for God, even though she was a believer, she had uh, decided not to live for God at that point, and, uh, and so I wanted custody of my son. Well, long story short, there was not any judge that would give me custody. And so I went into prayer, my, my sister especially, and my family went into prayer, and, and uh, we went into prayer, and we just talked to the judge of judges. Amen. And we continued on, and we, spread, we, we didn't give up. Even though there was, there was every reason to give up, we didn't give up. And we just, we pressed it, pressed it, and then one day, long story short, the anointing came upon my life and says, call your ex-wife. I called her up and I, I said, can we meet? And we met and uh, I began to tell her, you know, she knew the word. Knew it. Actually, she probably at that point in my walk with the Lord knew the word better than I knew it. Yeah. Because I was a new Christian. And I began to quote the word to her of what God wanted for our son, that he was to be brought up in the admonition and nurture of the Lord, that he was to be brought up in the ways of God. And I began to share with her, and she broke down and cried and said, okay, you can, you can uh, have custody of him. And so I, I, I had custody of him. Okay, let me, that's, that's part of the story. It, it, was, it was just during that whole time, I pressed in not only to God, but I pressed in to my relationship with my son. And not only did I press in during that season, but I have continued to press in into my relationship with my son over the years. My worst day on the same day became my best day. Because I'm here to tell you, I have a great and have always had a great relationship with my son. Not only do I have a great relationship with my son, but my daughter-in-law, my grandchildren. There's so many people. It just amazes me how many people don't have a great relationship with their, with their children or their grandchildren. And I believe it's because of a, mis, a mishandling of that bad day that they don't process through that bad day in a good way. And as a result, it turns out to be bad for them. And so what we need to do is we need to start looking for the wins. And during that time, I mean, every time I, I turned around, I was praising God for any win. If it was spending time with my son for a little bit longer, because his mama didn't show up. And there was many times that she didn't show up. It's like, praise God. I didn't call her. I didn't say anything. It's like, I guess, you know, and I just, I just spent time. I just, love, I just love my son. And I've poured my life into my son. And we'll continue. This is like I do all, all of you guys. And I just pour in. No matter what's going on in my life. I didn't allow that to be. A, I did not allow that to be an excuse. For me not to be a great parent in his life. Amen. And, and, and I, I, it's become a win in my life. 
And I have great relationships. Not only did it help me during that time with my son, but it's also helped me in my relationships with you guys. It's helped me to develop over the years uh, because I I had zero relationship skills. And so it's helped me to develop over the years how to be uh, great relationally. Are you with me? And so, so the, the, the thing is, is that I want you to understand is that your worst day and best day can be on the same day. Amen. 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 Let's pray.